my books belong to their readers now, which is a great thing because the books are more powerful in the hands of my readers than they could ever be in my hands. John Green. Welcome to Bookish, a literary podcast. I'm Paul, and it's time again for the Sunday Ramble. Today's ramble is a little more of a rant, and it's about something that infuriates most, if not all of us. That's when an author feels the constant and overwhelming need to comment on, revise, and outright alter the stories and characters in their published works on platforms like Twitter. Now, obviously, this was never much of an issue before the era of the internet, social media, rampant fanfiction sites, etc. Probably the best-known early example of a creator who just couldn't stop tinkering with his creation is George Lucas changing the original Star Wars trilogy with insane alterations like having Greedo shoot first. For the record, Han shot first. Then came J.K. Rowling. And the majority of this episode is about her. Amazingly, she's written almost more about Harry Potter on Twitter, blogs, and her Pottermore site since the series ended 13 years ago than she did in the original seven books, and it's over 1 million words. To be exact, 1,084,170 words. It seems like you'd be able to say everything you wanted to in that many words, But as an author myself, I understand the temptation to go back and fix things after the fact. Here's the thing, however, and it's far more true in books than even in movies, which can be more easily altered even after their release. Once the book is published, once the words are printed and bound and sent into the world, it is what it is. To try and have any influence on it once it belongs to the readers rather than just you, is like being a parent still trying to run their kids' lives when they're in their 20s. It doesn't really do anything except annoy the kids and make you look foolish. In J.K. Rowling's case, it goes even deeper than that. It seems more and more that she's trying to constantly shape the way the books are perceived according to her own ever-shifting view of the world. Almost from the moment the final book was published, she seemed to regret not including an openly gay character, even though the series didn't suffer in any way from this omission. So she told the world that Dumbledore was gay, and in so doing, colored the way every reader sees him in some way or another. There were surely readers who from the start thought Dumbledore was gay, some who thought he was secretly in love with Professor McGonagall, and some, like me, who saw him as a celibate warrior monk character, He was written in such a way that any of these interpretations were open to us, at least until Rowling tried to dictate that we see him exactly as she does, for now at least. She did it again when she said in in an interview with Emma Watson that Hermione should have ended up with Harry rather than Ron. This was where, in my opinion, Rowling moved sharply from author talking about their work to teenage fanfiction writer who thinks they can write it better than the author. Now many people see all these changes, 
and there are way more than I can ever cover here, as Rowling's attempt to retroactively make the books politically correct, socially progressive, woke, if you will. I think it's more than that, and I think the author that might understand it best is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, author of the Sherlock Holmes series. Holmes became so much larger than life, so much bigger than Doyle ever expected, and so overshadowed all of his other works that Doyle literally killed him off. The outcry over this, even from his own mother, forced him to resurrect Holmes and continue, reluctantly, writing him. Rowling faces, obviously, a similar situation in that no one will ever think of her without thinking of Harry Potter, just like Doyle with Holmes. But rather than distance herself from it, for example, by focusing solely on her detective series under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith, she has become an overbearing, doting mother to the series. The worst thing about all this is that the Harry Potter series is one of the best book series for children or adults ever written. Yet with every tweet and controversy, she diminishes the book's legacy, at least until there's a long period of time following her exit from the scene. Hemingway, and yes, you knew I would mention Hemingway at some point, Hemingway was one of the most visible and controversial authors of the 20th century, and remains so today. But the controversy was always about Hemingway himself, rather than the books. That's because he wrote the best book he could, published it, and went on to the next thing. He wasn't talking about how he should have made Robert Cohn more manly in The Sun Also Rises 13 years after he wrote it. He was too busy writing For Whom the Bell Tolls. So wrapping up, to expand a little on the John Green quote at the start of this episode, this is what I'd say to authors, including myself. While you're writing that book, up to the point it hits the shelves of our bookstores, it belongs to you. After that, especially after we exchange hard-earned coin for the right to read it, it belongs to us. This is the way it's always been, and it's how it should be. Let it go, have a beer, and start the next one. Have a great week, everybody, and keep on reading. We'll see you next time. for listening to today's episode of Bookish. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to keep episodes like this coming, I'd also like you to consider supporting us by clicking the support this podcast link on the anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can keep episodes like this coming and also help us get to the point where we're completely ad-free. Thanks again.